Black and Raw podcast. I'm your host, Tino Kodatondorai von Zabaya. I ain't going to repeat that. He was a podcast that's creating the dialogue and the space for black men to be their most authentic selves. Now, my guest today had dreams of being in the NBA or playing abroad overseas, but his identity was wrapped around being a hooper, being a basketball player and everything that comes with that. And when that dream didn't pan out, he had to pivot. You know, you hear about his journey in redefining who he was as a person and figuring out, okay, if I'm not a hooper, then what am I? And you'll hear his story about how he came out of quite a depressive state of mind where he lost his identity and didn't know where he wanted to go, didn't know what he wanted to do, but he knew his values, he knew who he was at his core. And so I would love, love for you guys to hear more about Chris Martin's story. Chris comes onto the podcast to talk about his experiences in D1 college basketball, to talk about some of his favorite games, to talk about playing against Jordan Clarkson in their college basketball game. You know, he also discusses about how being a personal trainer is quite an interesting job where people don't view it really as a job and the intricacies of running your business as a personal trainer and he also has a podcast called less brunches more crunches and and on his podcast he discusses about fitness in the black community and how as black people how can we be better with our fitness and you know he discusses about lots of interesting topics on his podcast and i'm going to put the link to his podcast in the show notes so you guys can go and check that out and we talk about so many interesting things in this episode you know we discuss what can the black community do about their health and fitness how can we have a better approach to health and fitness and what are the myths of the fitness industry and there's so many good things and good nuggets that we talk about in this episode i talk about how weight has always been an issue for me and there are times when i look at my body and i really don't like it and you know we get vulnerable in this episode and i hope you guys really enjoy it and before we get started i just wanted to share with you guys that i've got a community group for black men uh discord and a whatsapp and you know i'm getting some people into the chat now and i'd love to get more people in there it's going to be easier for you guys to know when new episodes are out it's going to be easier for you guys to know when talks are going to be happening i'm going to be starting up my talks again in september so you'll find an easy place for you to access that and we're going to be having discussions about mental health we're going to be having discussions about relationships and it's just a chat where i want black men to be able to speak plainly and speak freely and be able to gain inspiration from each other and be a place where we can build each other up and i really want that to to be that space and i'm working really hard on that so i would love for you guys to join if you want to join there's a link in the comment section you can either join on discord or on whatsapp whichever one is your preference and so should we get to the episode y'all want to listen yeah y'all want to listen <laughs> so, so 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 here is my conversation with chris martin so chris welcome to the black and roll podcast it's really good to have you on happy to be here man thanks for having me no that's all right that's all right um so i i was really fascinated when i saw um your profile and everything that you do in terms of with fitness and your podcast and stuff like that um but i wanted to sort of start just uh Around your college age, um, you were playing D1 college basketball. Um, and for those that don't, for those that don't know, can you explain what D1 college basketball even is and what was it like being a part of different programs? Yeah, man, uh, Division One basketball, that's, that's kind of what made me a man. Um, it definitely built my character, definitely learned uh, responsibility, time management, uh, no excuses. I learned I can push my body to new levels. Um, you know, I, I learned how I learned that life has obstacles. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. And and life isn't fair. And you still got to get things done when life isn't fair. So uh, you definitely learned a lot in college. I'm definitely thankful for the experience. 
Yeah, no, that sounds interesting, actually. And, you know, there's always sort of, I always enjoyed sort of sports when I was younger. I played rugby. Um, I played basketball now. I played lacrosse at university. Um, and I, I see what you mean in terms of it making you a man. Cause yeah, you do learn a lot of sort of good, just good sort of skills and social skills. And like you said, time management and making sure that, you know, you can sort of push yourself even further. Um, so yeah, I've always loved sports for, for some of the things that they, it teaches you and it's just fun. It's fun and exercise, isn't it? So you can't complain. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I, I definitely have fun, man. So basketball was life growing up and, um, you know, that's pretty much all I knew. And, and you know, to be able to play on TV, to travel to different States, um, you know, have teammates from different countries, different races, you know, uh, just very cultured. And I kind of got used to just putting myself in a new environment and adapting. Mm. So um, that's kind of why, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been in business for six years. I'm used to adapting to new situations. I'm used to when something's bad, you know, problem solving skills, something's good. Don't get too high because the bad is coming. You know, that's just the, a cycle of life. And people don't realize like college sports is directly related to business, right? So, um, you know, that's kind of what prepared me for it. And I honestly feel like I feel like business is the ultimate sport. So like college was just setting me up for that. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that does make sense. Yeah. You said that in terms of it taught you, you know, how to adapt and being in new environments and stuff like that. Um, was there a game in like as you were playing college that you particularly remember or something that happened and you were sort of stunned and you're like, wow, like was there, were there any sort of experiences like that? Yeah, um, I got two just came to mind. So my my I tell this story all the time. My freshman year, I didn't play a lot because I had seniors in front of me, and we played uh, against Tulsa, which is a D one school in Oklahoma. We played them in Memphis for the conference uh, semifinals, I believe. And at the time, Jordan Clarkson was on the team, who was uh, hey, yeah, 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 fair enough, fair enough. He, He's on the Utah Jazz. A lot of people didn't even know he went to Tulsa. He went there before he went to Missouri. But anyway, man, it was it was a triple overtime game, and wow. I hadn't even played yet. It was yeah, I had I had seniors in front of me, so I hadn't even touched the court. All the seniors fouled out, and um, you know, I had uh, I, I just I always just worked, always got shots up. And as I was running to the table, the assistant coach stopped me. He was like, "Look, I don't give an f." what play we call if you're open, shoot it. Cause I, I, I was known as a shooter mm. and man shouldn't have told me that, bro. So I went to the <laughs> table, subbed in and you know, my guy was just, he kind of was disrespecting me, bro. He wasn't really, I, I caught the ball and he wasn't really checking me. He gave me too much space. So I shot it, shot one in, bench goes crazy, game winner. And yeah. uh, you know, my coach was actually kind of upset that I didn't run the play that he wanted. <laughs> he told you so, to shoot, though. <laughs> oh, that was the assistant coach. Oh, that was the okay, assistant okay, coach. Okay. The head coach was upset, yeah. And um, so fast forward to my senior year, and it was like, um, we I forgot who we were playing um, when I was at Savannah State, but, you know, kind of similar situation. But my coach gave me the ball, and he was like, do your thing. Like, make, mm. make something happen. And just, just I had that confidence to hit a game winner. You know, I went in the paint, did a spin move, turn around, fade away, game winner. And um, it's just crazy how um, that confidence as a freshman led to, like, it, from me being on the bench led to me, like, the coach being like, here, take the ball. I trust you, you know. Mm. So um, those, those are two games that stuck out. And I'm kind of the same way now, man. I just take a, take a gamble and, and, you know, I just got the confidence that it's going to work out. Yeah, see if it pays off. Yeah, I, I guess like as we as we were saying before, like sports sort of gives you loads of different skills, and you know you practice. Then, like I imagine, even though you're on the bench, as you were saying, you always got shots up. You're always practicing, like being ready and like sort of staying ready for your moment. And yeah. and then you took the shot, game winner. I'm sure the crowd was going crazy. Like you said, the bench was going crazy. I would have, I, <laughs> I would have just been running around. Um, yeah, man. But. I, yeah, it sort of prepares you for, like you said, now you're in business and just like, okay, I know I've put in the hours, I know I've put in the work, like I can take this sort of risk and I can be confident that it can sort of pay off because I know I've done things like that before, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Brilliant, brilliant. So, you know, we did, we were mentioning or you were mentioning in terms of that you played with people like Jordan Clarkson, who's now on the Utah Jazz. So on the other team. I played Oh, okay. It's on the other team. But I, but you were playing against people that, you know, went and ended up going into oh, yeah, the yeah. NBA. Um, so for you, um, you didn't end up being able to go to the NBA. Um, could you just tell me sort of a bit about that? And I guess how did you deal with the disappointment of it? Uh I mean, I'm I'm an undersized guard. So I I but in the back of my mind, I knew it's was, it was probably not likely I'm going to the NBA. Mm. And um I at least just wanted to play overseas just to, you know, just to fulfill my dream of being a professional and, and kind of finish my career. So um, I kind of regret, you know, not taking the the end of my career a little more serious. Not not to say that I was, you know, like bullshitting or anything, but, you know, I, I could have gone harder than what I did. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm a hard worker. But um, if, if I knew it was going to end, I definitely would have approached it differently. So, um it was kind of depressing, you know, after college, uh, you know, trying to get agents to get me overseas deals and kind of just like depending on someone else for my future. Mm. Um, and that's what kind of led me into business and, and the, the depression. Um, you know, I just I needed something to do. So at the time I was working the front desk after I got out of college and, you know, I go to a real popular gym in, in the D.C. area. So. I had old teammates in there, old coaches coming in there. They saw me working the front desk and they, you know, I'm, I'm used to being a hooper. They like, mm-hmm. what is going on? You're not hooping, you're not playing overseas. So that was pretty embarrassing. You know, even guys that made the NBA that I, you know, grew up with playing with or playing against were coming in. And, um, that was, that was very, um, you know, that, that was probably at that moment, that was probably the roughest time of my life. And to deal with the depression, man, I just worked out. And after yeah. every workout, I just felt better. I felt accomplished. I felt stronger. I felt more confident. And that led me to be like, all right, what's next? Like, what can I do to, to, to you know, get my life better, get my life to that next step? And uh, so it was a blessing in disguise. But yeah, that, 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 rough, that was rough right there for, you know, a 22-year-old kid. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because... I, you know, as you're saying, you've been, you're playing in college, you were, I'm sure you're doing pretty well. And, um, even though you said you're undersized guard, you know, I mean, we see, we see so many undersized guards now, don't we? But the NBA is like, it's the the best, the best, isn't it? In basketball. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) um, I definitely understand. Um, but I really like sort of just you saying that it sort of did rock you back. Like you sort of did go into it. You did go into a depression. Like it was sort of, you lost your confidence and um, I don't know to say if who you were, but sort of maybe you are just like, okay, I'm not a hooper. So what am I? So I guess you started having to figure that out again. Like you said, you went to the gym, which sort of helped you get your confidence and uh, sort of give you a purpose back. Like how else would you say you sort of maybe redefined who you were when you were 22 and around like 23, 24? Well, see, that, that was the thing uh, that not playing overseas forced me to do. It forced me to not identify as a basketball player. It forced me to like lead with what type of person am I? Okay, I'm a hard worker. Um, I'm intelligent. I'm, I'm consistent. I'm disciplined. Um, I, I have morals. I, I, I have, I, I'm an ethical guy, you know? So like I kind of just started looking at other, other areas. And, um, so when I started to realize those things about myself, that's kind of what pushed me to be like, all right, what's the next, what's the next thing I'm doing in life? Uh, you know, basketball was a great foundation. Um, it taught me structure. So I knew when I wasn't playing basketball, it probably wouldn't be beneficial for me to just be out here, just drinking all the time, uh, smoking, uh, partying all the time. I knew I needed some type of structure. I needed uh, something. So it was easy for me to take when I was working on front desk, it was easy for me to take the overnight shift. Like, cause I'm, I could be productive. I can study for my personal trainer certification. And when I got the certification, it was easy for me to take the early client. Cause I'm like, yo, I need to be grinding. I need to be working. Mm. When you in college, you got mandatory workouts. You got mandatory breakfast check. You got mandatory workouts mandatory practice. So you were always doing something, always busy. You didn't just have free time. So to get out of school and not have the structure set up for me and I didn't feel right. So all of that 
brought me to being, you know, the disciplined guy, the consistent guy, the intelligent guy. You know what I mean? So mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that. I like that. Um it's all falling back on some of the values and some of the things which you would have grown up with and would have been instilled to you by your family or by your coaches. And so like falling back on those things, which are like, yeah, I'm not a basketball player anymore, but that doesn't mean I'm not a hard worker. That doesn't mean this. That doesn't mean that. Um, right. so, yeah. Which I like, which I like. Yeah, was, I just want to say one thing, you know, like so many guys I grew up with and I'm, I'm 30 now. They still lead with that. Like, basketball like I, oh, I used to hoop I used to do that and it's like bro like <laughs> dirt, that's not gonna what, what else are you about you know so yeah I just wanted to add that in there yeah, yeah. what do you do now guys like come on that was that was it's 10 years ago isn't it <laughs> let it go bro let it go yeah yeah oh Lord. um so we so you mentioned that you know, you're working at the front desk at the gym, um, and that you were studying to do your personal training. So I guess what made you want to do personal training? What was it about it that sort of I don't know. Yeah, so actually, I, yeah, actually I didn't want to do it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't real talk. So uh, you know, working out every day, the trainers in there saw me. And one of the trainers at the gym, he uh, he was like, yo, you need to train, but he was like, you already an athlete. You know everybody in the gym. You're a cool dude. He like, you're going to crush it. And I kept saying, no, I'm a hooper. I'm about to go overseas. <laughs> and um, at the same time, you know, I had my degree, so I was going on job interviews and um, getting denied for every... <laughs> I didn't, I got I got denied for every job interview I ever went on. Wow. And uh, so I'm like, dang, man, I'm 23. I'm living at the crib with mom. Like, she treated me like a little kid. I'm in <laughs> my own place. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And, uh, you know, the guy kept asking me, and I'm like, yo, I'm embarrassed working this front desk. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So he was like, all right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to hit up this guy. He uh, he going to give you a discount because I'm sending you, you know, all you got to do is pay 150 for the material and take the test. And training certifications are like a thousand dollars. Yeah, you know them things money. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I, you know, I paid the one fifty. Uh, study for the test. Still was, you know, um, going back and forth with training for overseas, trying to get a job. I didn't really study. You know, I didn't take the studying serious. So I failed the test the first time, mm. and then the second time, like I just had that awakening, like, bro, like, what, what's up, bro, like let this basketball stuff go lock in. Like I've, I, you know, I, I've taken tests at good schools. I've, I wrote essays. I've given presentations like, bro, you can't study for a certification. Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Get it together, bro. So I, I got it together. Um, I did very well on the test, got my certification. And, um, you know, that's when I started trying to get clients. And, uh, one of the old heads in the, in the gym, he's, he's a trainer. He's like a, a family friend. And uh, he gave me he gave me a client and I would just post on social media every day. If I knew like a pretty girl or something who I was friends with, I'd bring her in, post her on social media. Like one girl I know at the time, she was a cheerleader for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, come in. You ain't got to pay me. Just let me post you. Post her. People see her like, oh, she looks good. I want to train. With yeah, that's a good idea. That's a very I good idea. Have, like, yeah. And I'm and I'm young at the time. So a lot of my friends are still in college or they're playing pro. I tell my friends, come in, come in. Let me record you. I recorded one of my friends who got drafted. Boom, people see that. So then all after all that, you got family members of my old teammates hit me up. You got uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, a uh, friend of a friend. And um, that's kind of how I built my business. I used my network. And I kind of started embracing that I wasn't a hooper no more. Right? So a lot of people can't let it go. Once I let it go and embraced it, and that really became my identity. I went from Hooper to trainer. It was up after that. Yeah, everything changed after that. Um, yeah. I, I, that's that was quite a, a clever way of sort of growing uh, your clientele, especially in like I don't know. I guess that was sort of when you said you're thirty, twenty-two. Uh, social media. I don't know. I, I, I obviously it's got much bigger. Obviously, we don't. There wasn't TikTok. There was sort of Vine. Instagram is sort of still sort of new Twitter had always been around, but like 
even so for yeah. someone at your age at that time, I think just how you were thinking then like is so good because it was like, okay, let me use let me use this platform everyone if you see a pretty girl on the screen in the gym you, everyone's gonna be like oh okay yeah like it was exactly. so good yeah. eye popping candy so it's like oh what does that do trainer like oh let me go and you know message this guy how can i look like her um and even just using your network i, I think that's so valuable um and he, yeah. even hearing that it's sort of making me want to make sh- sure that okay what's my network how can i use my network to sort of grow what uh-huh. i'm doing here and that kind of came from like in college. I, I mean, that's that's a whole another story. My college basketball, but um, you know, I I would start. I would sit on the bench. I would play. You know, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I was all over the place in college. And there would be times where, like, you know, my coach would just like sit me on the bench for games at a time. But I was just starting, or I just dropped twenty, and now I'm not playing the next game. Mm-hmm. And People don't understand the, the frustration that comes with, I got to show up to practice every day. I can't have no attitude. I can't be in here cussing people out. I can't just be like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Like, and me having that positive attitude, like, yo, how are you going to enjoy this? So I would do stuff like to get on the coach's nerves when he was getting on my nerves. I would stay out. I'd be the only one to stay out to practice and shoot and get extra shots up. Mm-hmm. And the guy that he's playing in front of me going to the locker room or going to get treatment. And you see me working hard. So next time you decide not to play me, just know that you you got a dog on the bench ready to play. You know yeah. what I mean? So I find a way to enjoy stuff. Or like say the coach was just talking, you know, talking crazy to me, telling me I suck, this and that. Anytime I did something, whether I scored, I played defense, I got a rebound, I start talking trash. Or I'd be like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, I would just do stuff to make myself enjoy it. Mm. That way I can go 100%. So when I got out of college and, you know, I don't have any clients yet, I'm like, all right, what, what, what can I do to, to, to make this process fun? What can I do to enjoy it? I'm not making no money, but let me make it, let me make this look like I am making money. Let me make this look like I am the top trainer in the gym. So that kind of just, that came from college. So I just take that same mindset and put it in the real world. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, I wanted to ask in terms of when you were starting or even now, so what are maybe the difficulties um, and challenges in running a, a personal training business? Man, it's endless, bro. <laughs> <laughs> endless, man. Maybe top two. Maybe that. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> Up to yeah. One thing is just the the negativity from the people in your in your um in your proximity. You know, you might you might have family that are against it because like people don't view it as a real job. Mm. Like people don't view personal trainers as someone like I'm changing someone's life. I'm making someone healthier. They see it as oh somebody just come to get a workout or like come lift weights, and they don't understand like yo I have to I have to educate myself. I have to research. I have to be knowledgeable. Like somebody can get hurt. I can give somebody the wrong information. People can say that I'm a scammer. So a lot of people will say stuff like, hey, when are you going to get a real job? Oh, you're not tired. You don't do anything at work. Um, they say they say stuff like that. So that that's probably like that is that's, that's number one. I mean, I've had so many issues with, you know, I've lost friends over it. Like, you know, people. Nice. You know, yeah, people assuming I'm flirting with their girl or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, like people like, or say I'm like, you know, I got to get up early tomorrow. I'm not drinking tonight. Why are you not drinking? Then it turns into a debate. And it's like, bro, like you can't just respect what, what I got going on. Like yeah. I got to get up. I can't show up hungover. Like this is how I make my money. This is how I pay my bills. Like I take it serious. Um, so just, just the, the, the negative people. And then, uh, especially as a new trainer, man, a lot of clients aren't going to take you serious, man. They, they're going to show up late. They're going to give you your money late. Um, and you really got to be, you got to establish some boundaries and the good clients will respect it. But, um, you know, starting out, you, you're going to get shitty clients. <laughs> it's, yeah. just a, it's just, it's just, um, so yeah, I've, I've had, you know, people not show up. You like you got me showing up to the gym at five six a.m. and you not going to show up or not nah. say nothing? <laughs> Come on, man! Like, um, but yeah, those those are probably the top two. Um, I I can man, I got so many. You go Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, even like you know, and I I I love my mom to death, but not to talk bad about my mom, but 
Um, and I'm not saying this to say something bad about my mom. This is real, real talk. And it might not be a trainer. It could be another business. You know, you could be a barber or, or something like that. And, you know, like my mom would be the main one saying, uh, when are you going to get a real job? You know, I want to be able to say to my friends that my son is the executive at this corporate yeah, company. She wants to I boast. <laughs> personal trainer and I'm like yo like are you going to support your son or no like what 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 why does that matter what someone else thinks who cares like I'm probably doing and it would be somebody I'm doing better than their kid and you trying to impress them and I'm doing I'm way more accomplished than them I got with a degree playing college basketball my network and you worried about what they think and you know I even to this day I gotta you know break it down to my mom like yo like you, you gotta you gotta chill like just let things play out. You know, yeah. I've come a long way. Just let me keep working hard. I'm a workhorse. Just keep letting it, you know. Um, that was one thing. Then I had another a, a dude kick me out the group chat. He thought I was trying to holler at his girl. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm nobody's trying to talk to your girl, bro. This is this is business. Yeah. This is like I my business serious, bro. Like, and dude, he, he and I approached him about it. He didn't even want to have a conversation about it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's pretty weak. So you just, you showing that you're not my friend anyway, for real. So I'm cool with that. But yeah, man. Showing your true colors, man. That's, it's a bit insecure, isn't it? Like if, if, if there's no indications that someone is flirting with your girl. And if so, like you should probably be secure enough in your relationship and in yourself that your girl's not going to go off. Like there's, that says something more about him than anyone else really in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. And if you feel like the girl is doing you dirty, you shouldn't be with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you don't trust her, either bring it up or leave. You know what I mean? Like, don't make that everyone else's problem. Exactly. But, um, yeah, that's quite that's quite interesting in terms of some of the challenges, as you said, that people like not taking you seriously or even sort of just starting arguments because you're like, right, I need to go off. Like, I'm not drinking tonight. And that's I mean, even in the UK where like drinking is such a huge sort of culture thing. Um, I feel like with my friends, it would be fine, but I know there would probably be instances where if people are going out and someone's like, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight, they could just be like, oh, why are you not this? Blah, blah, blah. Be peer pressured into it. Um, so it's quite interesting that those are some of the experiences you've had as a personal trainer. Um, I've got a friend uh, called Miles Jones. Uh, he, he's, he's in Birmingham. I'm in Coventry, but um, he had always been into fitness his whole life. And he's sort of starting. Um, I think he he probably should have finished his personal trainer course um i should probably find out um but i see him on instagram at the gym and sort of promoting himself and uh going mm -hmm. to sort of events and stuff and it's 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 really cool to see um and i like i don't i see that guy in the gym like i i see him like on instagram in the gym all the time and so it's like yeah. it's not easy like because you got to keep yourself fit and then you got to help others stay fit like I've always struggled with my weight and uh, staying fit and more my food because I've always sort of been active in either playing or sports um, mm. uh, in terms of my eating. And, you know, I love sugar. Um, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Listen, that's real. I mean, I, even I, even I struggle with it. Like, you know, when I was in college, I can get away with eating certain things that I probably won't even touch now, maybe once or twice a year, you know, just, you know, if I'm on vacation or I just, birthday, having fun. But um, yeah, man, when you're, when you grow up an athlete and you eat whatever you want, it's a struggle. And people think like, I just, I can eat whatever I want and, and look the way I want to look. And it's, it's not true. It is not true. And people, they always say genetics because my mom is fit too. Mm. But my mom was once over, my mom was once overweight. And then if you go and look at all my aunts, uncles, cousins, they're all overweight. So it runs in my family too. It's just yeah. that I'm, I'm taking the positive measures. And it's kind of like when you get fit, you don't get credit for that. And it's it's tough. It's hard. That's why you need, sometimes you need to hire a coach. That's that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And I, I yeah, exactly. I don't think personal training, like it's, 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 it's obviously you, you maybe don't have in terms of you're working for yourself. You don't maybe have the stress of a boss telling you to do something, but there are so many other stresses with owning your own business um, and, you know, working and sort of, I guess for you, it's a bit different because you are also the business. Like if you stop, 
like the business stops. It's not like you've got other people working for you. Like, so you've got to make sure that you're doing everything and keeping yourself fit and coaching people to help them lose weight. And because it's hard, it's hard, especially when there's so many things that you go into the shop and the chocolates are at the front and or something sweet you see in the bakery is just there and there's all the smells. I think our society, it's everywhere. Our society is definitely built, it's not built to help people get healthier, to be honest with you. but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. And, and like you said, society's not built for that. And the moment you speak against it, people are like, man, I don't know if you got a chance to check out my podcast, but my DMs are flooded with mm. hate and calling me names and all types of stuff. But I'm, I'm really just telling the truth. Um, you know, I have I got away with my words with making jokes. And <laughs> you know, so it triggers people. But um, yeah, like you said, man, it's it's not built. You got to go against the grain if you want to be fit, and if you want to be fit long term. So uh, it, it can happen. You know, we got access to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's hundreds, thousands of transformations. So if they can do it, you can do it. Whatever's holding you back, whether it's work, family, um, you know, depression. Somebody got through that phase, and you can too. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's like I said, there's so many resources that you can use. Um, I feel like it's mm-hmm. sort of quite like a great time to be living in. It obviously has its drawbacks, but in terms of the fact that if you need to find out something, if you want to know what are the best foods to eat, if you want to know what does this routine, how can this routine help me? And there's there's so much information mm-hmm. and access out there now. Um that's sort of just about finding it and implementing it and staying consistent. I think consistency is the thing that sort of gets me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to be inconsistent, man. It's, it's you go you yeah. uh, you go out restaurants everywhere. Somebody always got a birthday. Somebody always has an event. Um, so it's, it's easy to get off track, but uh, like you really gotta really gotta lock in. That's that's why I do what I do. That's why I put out. I try to put out so much content. So it's always popping up on your timeline, always popping up on your YouTube. Me talking about fitness, eating healthy, getting your mindset right, all that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what would you say are like some of the myths like existing within the fitness industry? Oh boy! Oh my <laughs> god! It's all day, man. So you got waist trainers. Um, and if, you know, that's people use those with the hopes that it's going to, you know, make their waistline smaller. And the truth is, man, you, you gotta, you gotta be in a caloric deficit. You gotta eat healthy. You need to exercise and there's a way to do it. You know, strength training, cardio. Um, I'm not going to give you a lesson on it, but that that's one myth. Another myth, the, um, the girls using BBLs and lipo as a solution to weight loss. And it's like, yeah, that's great. You know, initially you're going to love the results, but hey, we got organs, we got lungs, we got blood flow, we got um, heart stuff. The BBL and the surgery is not going to help your insides. It's going to make you look good on the outside, but still got to take care of, you know, what's on the inside. Mm. And if you get the BBL, you like how you look, you got dudes in your DM, you're getting likes on Instagram you're more than likely not going to change your lifestyle. You're not going to change your eating habits, right? So that's why I tell girls, if you absolutely have to get it, get in the gym first, get your nutrition right first. And then not to even mention, it's probably the most dangerous surgery that women are dying from. It's not talked about, but um, yeah, so that, that's another myth. myth. Um, a lot of supplements are, are myths. Uh, you don't need supplements to lose weight. You, I mean, do they help? Yes, if you use them correctly in addition to exercise and a healthy diet. But you don't absolutely need supplements. You can get protein from food. Yeah. Um, what supplements know, you are you talking about? Like, would you say like vitamin supplements or something different like iron? And like, well, what, what do you mean by supplements? Vitamin, there's quite a bit, isn't there? Like vitamin supplements are fine, but you can get vitamin supplements from, from certain foods. Like those, those vitamins are in foods. But you can get vitamins. I wasn't referring to those. I was referring more to like, you don't have to have protein powder. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't help. Yes. You don't, you don't need it. Still got to eat right. You don't need a fat burner. Um, you don't need pre-workout. Uh, you don't like, they have these green powders where they're supposed to be a substitute for vegetables. 
absolutely don't need that. You can just eat regular vegetables and regular fruit. Um, there's all types of stuff. I don't want to name drop, but there are, uh, you know, I can explain it. There are companies who uh, they, ha- they might have a product they're trying to push and they use that to say, this will help you lose weight. You don't need that product. That pr- you'll, be, you'll be using a product, but eating correctly and exercising in addition to the product. So it's like, if you just ate right and exercise, you'll still lose weight. You don't need that product. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a scam. But there are million dollar companies that are worldwide that get people with that. And it's like, you don't absolutely need that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, corporations will do what they <laughs> what they want to sell you stuff, won't they? Even if it's harmful or even if you don't need it. It's yeah. like, you know, you need this. I never thought I did, but now I do. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's endless, man. It's all types of stuff out there. Um, you don't, uh, you you don't need it. Uh, fat burning pills. I think I said fat burning, but yeah, you, yeah. you don't need any of that stuff. Well, there's this whole craze with the now the like the diabetes thing that all the celebrities are taking, isn't it? You still have to eat correctly and exercise when you're on the Ozempic, and it's it's like uh, it's pretty much everything. They say you have to change your lifestyle. I just don't understand the point. Maybe people want faster results, uh, which makes sense. We live in an instant gratification society, but the side effects that come with those Olympic, it's not worth it. Mm. Um, it's not worth it. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I did a podcast on a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember the side effects, but um, you know, a lot of these things, I, dang, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was like a cardiovascular issue, but um, there was some type of internal issue. There's a whole bunch of internal issues that come with, uh, using that Ozempic, it's not worth it. Uh, you're better off just getting the the, the slower results, uh, more gradual process, and then that way you can keep it off for longer. Because the moment you get off of something like Ozempic and all of these other crazy medicines and pills, the moment you stop, you're going to yeah, go right back. back to being... Yeah. It, it doesn't even make sense. But like I said, it's instant gratification society. People want to a post on the Instagram right now, show off a TikTok looking slimmer. So it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Yeah. When and you it, tell the truth, people don't like it. True. And it's sad because like we all like I think in in society, like on social media, it's like if you're losing weight, you're sort of re- you're praised. It's like, I mean, it's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. It's like, oh, you look much better. You this, you that. Um, and there's always sort of association with someone that is skinny. as like, oh, you're really beautiful. This like there's always sort of a positive for losing weight, um, which is great. But I think it sort of validates the wrong things. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, oh, now look how great you look. It's like, oh, so now I have to keep this no matter what. Like, because I'm getting all this praise. I'm getting all this validation that I never had before. Um, And I don't know how we circumvent that. I don't, because... I understand both. Like whenever I lose weight and someone tells me, oh, you've lost weight. I feel great. I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like <laughs> you get noticed. Yeah. So I don't know how we deal with that though. I don't know what the solution is to that or how you get around it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, I preach this a lot, you know, it's kind of like um, our bodies were made to move. So you got to realize that. And then you got to realize what, what do you want in the long term? Like you want to see your grandkids. Uh, what do you want to be like when you're older? Do you want to, you know, if you see an old person struggling up the steps. I know for myself, I don't want that. And then with, you know, my grandparents specifically, I didn't really have a relationship with all of them. They died early to health issues either before I was born or when I was, you know, shortly after I was born. So that's kind of like, all right, I want to see my grandkids one day. So that's kind of, you got to have like a bigger picture of it. Mm. And it can't just be, I want to look good for this trip. I want to look good for this birthday. And that kind of helps. Yeah. So having a bigger, having a bigger vision, a bigger goal sort of gets you to that. Yeah. I, I think health is always something in my family that everyone has sort of struggled with. Um, I think my dad has probably done the best at it because like when he came to England, he like in Zimbabwe, like his mom never used to give him chocolates and sweets and stuff like that. So then imagine he mm. comes to England for the fir- for the first time. It's like, oh, my gosh, what? Where's all these chocolates, all these sweets everywhere? Um, so he had gained quite a bit of weight, but then now he's sort of. He's, he's became a lot more healthier. He goes on a lot of runs. He likes to run um, and he likes to go to the gym. And yeah, so he, he's, he's probably, I think, done the best with it. Um, 
But yeah, having a bigger vision of your goal. I think my mom has said she wants to see my grandchildren. So I think for her, that's her goal as well. Um, even though she keeps saying when you're going to get married and <laughs> when you're going to settle down because <laughs> she wants to see them. I told them. you about my mom. My mom do the same thing, boss. The same thing. So. <laughs> um, so in your, so you have a podcast uh, called uh, Less Brunches, More Crunches, which I really like the name of as well. Um, and so you talk about sort of the black community quite a bit on your podcast. So I want to know, what do you see within the black community around fitness and in health? Fitness and health is damn near non-existent in a black community, man. Um, it, it's, it's sad. I, let me take that back. It's not non-existent. Uh, it's, it's very small. Uh, we have, we do have content creators like myself that are, that are advocates, but, um, like I said, it's, it's very small. We need more people to, to, to push it. And I feel like it's growing. I feel like it is growing. Uh, we need more people like myself calling out the scams and really speaking on the, the health issues that can, that can happen to people in the future. And, um, a lot of this body positivity stuff comes from the black community. And it, and it's marketed to the black community, uh, which which is which is unfortunate. Uh, you, you see it in all you see it in all types of stuff. You see it in commercials. You might see a black woman on the cover of like a, a Nike ad for plus size women, and um, you know that's great for Nike because they're gonna they're gonna give money. Yeah, from a, sales, from a, yeah, exactly from a different customer base. But what does that do for our people? You know, you got. Men and women, you know, they might be walking around at 40 or 50 percent body fat and you're 25, 30, 35. And it only gets harder to get in shape as you get older. And it's harder to change that mindset as you get older. Uh, so, um, you know, that, and that's part of the reason I do what I do. I have um, obviously I grew up in a black area. Most of my fam- my family's black. Most of my friends are black. So a lot of the stuff that pops up on my timeline is black people. Mm. And, you know, that's fitness related. So when a lot of the stuff I react to is black women, black men, and people get so upset with me, like I'm trying to tear down a community when I'm highlighting issues. So we also got to stop being sensitive. Like, so if somebody sees me reacting to a, an obese black woman, they'll just get triggered by the fact that I'm reacting to an obese black woman. I'm not calling her fat. I'm not calling her bad names. I'm not saying anything bad about her. I'm pointing out the issue. Like, for instance, I reacted about three weeks ago. There's a restaurant in Las Vegas called Heart Attack Grill. Yeah. Right. It's called Heart Attack Grill. So, I you know, they serving some. I kind of uh, want to go there. <laughs> but it sounds like. So look what I'm trying to get at. Look, this is what I'm trying to get at. Yo, I'm cool with you enjoying yourself. I'll enjoy a meal myself. But the thing about the restaurant was they if you if you're over 350 pounds, you eat for free. What? Yes. What? So you got, you got all these women, mostly obese black women, getting on the scale, weighing in at 360, 370, 400, and celebrating because they get free food. That's exactly. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I got some of the craziest DMs because I reacted to that. Not, and I'm not telling people not to go enjoy yourselves. Like, Go enjoy yourself. But I think 350, 40, 400 pounds, and these women are probably 35 and up. It's going to be hard to reverse that. So I'm trying to get the younger generation to, you know, prevent prevent them from getting to that place. Because a lot of them are, are done. They're, they're, they're far gone. It's a lost cause. I can't help them. I can try, but a lot of them ain't going to listen. So, yeah. That's yeah. absolutely bonkers. I've never heard of, and the fact that they call it heart attack shack as well, that just makes it. Oh, that's that's no, I don't. I you know what I I just. Uh, no, I was gonna say at the, uh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It paused anyway. So go on, go on. Okay, but but at the same time, you'll have you know people in my DM telling me that. People have health issues. They can't lose weight because of the thyroid and this and that. And I'm like, I'm not asking people to be in my type of shape. Everyone's not going to do that. But if you can't look at what you're eating and contribute that contribute that to your weight, we got that's a mental problem. Two plus two is four. 
you know. But you you can't even you can't even tell people that nowadays. But but go ahead, say what you want to say. I apologize. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just bonkers that that is. To be honest, like I've never heard of that before, and the fact that they're saying yeah, you get free food if you it's it's incentivizing you to stay at that weight because you probably like it. Probably the food is pretty good, and if you're getting it for free. Like who doesn't love free food? Everybody loves free food, no matter what weight you'd be at anyway. So <laughs> of course you're gonna, of course you're gonna go. Of course you're gonna stay off. Like if you also don't see it as a problem, like me, if I was 300 pounds and I was there, I'd be like, I'd probably be going. If I didn't think there was any problem with with the way I was at, I'd I'd go. Yep. And and that they know that that's borderline criminal, to be honest with you, to a certain extent. Like you're sort of feeding the epidemic. Of obesity and it's commercialized. Hey, capitalism. <laughs> I won't even get into it. <laughs> no, it is capitalism. But if, if all you hear is embrace your body, you're beautiful the way you are. Um, uh, you know, and I, I I might be going you know left with this, but I'm sorry. Uh, a, a man should love you how you are. Any man who doesn't love you like that is a bad man. When you hear stuff like that, of course you're going to stay the same way. It's, mm. it's inevitable. Yeah, I, I think there is a I think there is a world for and a space for body positivity. Um because but I think it maybe shouldn't overcloud sort of the health needs that are there. I think people should be able to be okay, I can be comfortable with my body, but at the same time realize that I need to change my body. Like for me, there's times where I will sort of look at myself and I'm like, I really hate my body right now. Like I'm I'm not where I want to be. I want to be healthier. I want to be, I want to have some muscles. I have a bit of muscles, but under the layers of fat. Um, but there's times where I look at myself and I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to change. I'm very aware of what I need to do. It's just doing it and staying at it and making plans to do it. So I think also that's where a personal trainer comes in so helpful because there's someone with that knowledge that's seen thousands of people and helped them lose weight and it's okay this food is good for you. This food is not good for you. Um, and so there's a lot of ways to be able to get fitter and to lose weight and to keep it off. But you know, nothing good in life comes easy. You know, I, I remember one person, I remember I was listening to some advice, um, and they're like, don't, don't stress yourself out like too much. Like if you're say, if you've been working out for a year consistently and you maybe haven't lost as much as you have, um, Cause I think they said like, how long did it take you to gain that weight? Like, it's not gonna, yeah. it's not gonna take sort of shorter to lose that weight. Um, so that's something which always is sort of stuck with me. It's like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm being consistent, but also not beating myself up if I'm not seeing the results I'm doing, if I'm still being consistent, if I'm still actually doing the work, if I'm doing the work and I'm not seeing the results straight away, it's okay. Cause I'm still doing the work. That's when you're not doing no. the work, then you then you can't, yeah. You know, can't be like, where are my results? Yeah, you 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 can't do that, man. I, <laughs> I, you know, I get on my clients all the time because it's like I'm, if you're not doing what I'm asking you to do, don't expect to see results. And the trainer always gets the blame for it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But you know, they they never they never blame themselves. And and it has to do with self-accountability. It's like a lost. It's, it's a lost art in our, in our society. Nobody wants to be accountable. And um, that goes for dating, that goes for business, that goes for finances, and it damn sure goes for your health and fitness. So, goes for um, politics too, when you kind of need people to be self accountable. <laughs> politics as well. And um, yeah, accountability will fix a lot of issues in our world if, if, if people, you know, if that was pushed. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd love to know also just, uh, you already told me, but I want other people to know, like, how did you come up with the name for your podcast? Yeah, so D.C. is a big brunch city, like like probably one of the biggest in our country. So uh, I went to Soul, yeah, Soul Cycle one day and across the street was a brunch place. So I went to, uh, I went to we went, we and my homegirl, we went to the, to the brunch spot after Soul Cycle. And it was random, bro. I just wrote it on my page, like less brunches, more crunches. Cause I, I put the soul cycle and I put the, the plate of my food and it was totally random. And people were like blowing my DM up. Like, 
yo, that sounds hot. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> um, so I say you should put it on a shirt. So I put it on a shirt, wore it to the gym one day, and everybody was like, what is that? Like, is that yours? And um, people were like, yo, if, if you get shirts, I'll buy it. So I started off with 20 shirts and sold out. And so it's been it's been that ever since. So you yeah. see, you know, got the cup. <laughs> so, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I was about to say for, for those uh, on YouTube. For those on YouTube, they can see. For those listening, if you on YouTube, <laughs> yep. go on to YouTube so, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I got um, I pretty much got a whole store in my house, and then I'm uh I'm gonna start um selling at the gym where I train sometime soon. Just working on a couple of things, but yeah. yeah, man, just excited to see the uh, and you know I could do so many things with it. I got so many ideas, and uh, could kind of led me to the podcast uh, because, like, I I mean, there's so many guys posting workout content, and I mean, I'm not you know I, I'm not one of the viral guys. When I post workout content, people like it, people react to it, but. It's kind of boring to be honest. Like you know, people don't want to see. Some people don't want to see with your shirt off all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really into all that. So I was like, I'm gonna just start dropping knowledge, and you know, just 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 speaking real because pe- people need to hear the, the message that I preach. And um, so I, I, I threw the name on the podcast, and you know, people love it. Some people hate it, but it is what it is. Yeah, nah, I like it. I like it. Forget forget those that don't that that don't like it. They're just haters. Um, <laughs> um so in terms of fitness um within the black community, um, what do you think is sort of most important for like if you're speaking to black people right now, like what is the thing you want them to hear about the importance of staying fit or trying to get fit? So one thing about the black community, we, well, at least in our country, I don't know how it is in, in, in England or United Kingdom. I'm not sure what, what to call it. <laughs> it's all right. Either one works. <laughs> well, over here, we're the unhealthiest demographic, right? And we have to look at the things that we celebrate, right? We, 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 I just, I just watched a video before we got on here of someone praising a woman with her butt hanging out of her shorts, just cellulite. Um, I mean, she was huge. And I'm not trying to be mean, but one, we got to stop celebrating that. And then anytime, and this isn't even just a black thing. This is a, this is a human thing. Anytime we get together, we don't necessarily have to celebrate with, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, bad food. Let's, let's, let's get together. Let's have, some get togethers at the gym. Let's have a mm-hmm. workout group. Let's go to a workout class and then let's go eat something healthy after. Um, so a lot of the, the, the traditional things that we're used to would, would need to change if, if we want to, um, to have some change in the black community. And um, like I said, there's, there's more black people speaking up on the issues and how important health and fitness is, but um, we got to stop shaming those who do. It's like, in the black community, we shame people who speak up for positive things. Like even I did a post on um, this isn't I mean, I guess it is fitness related, but it's not health related. A girl had her butt cheeks out doing squats in the gym. I'm talking like the shorts were probably like this, this long. And you can see her. <laughs> wow. And I was, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And believe it or not, there were women coming on my page calling me the R word, uh, misogynist. and. I was just basically saying, like, yo, you can at least have some modesty in the gym. Like, that's ridiculous. And um, but it's just it's, it's like a sin to preach, you know, the 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 things that we need in our community. And that's going to have to change as well. Yeah. The funny thing is, when you like when you said that, I was literally thinking of all those TikToks where girls catch guys looking at them and then give them a hard time. <laughs> and then it's like, I mean, if you see that, like everyone's eyes are going to be turned, like <laughs> even the women, like the I don't. Women. Yeah, <laughs> even women. Exactly. Exactly. And what's crazy is so that post I just talked about that, like it went viral on TikTok. It got like 800,000 views. Most of the comments were women saying, hey. We agree. Like, we don't want to see that in the gym. Mm. And uh, 
a lot of them were black women. But yeah, it's just, it's just, we got a lot of issues in our community. It's crazy how the same issues over here in the black community are issues over there too. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 honestly, like I I think there is a lot, a lot of similarities more than differences as well. And I don't know whether that sort of got to do with the display, the displacement of Africans across the world. You know what I mean? I feel like within, when I gave the, and, not the analogy when I talked about my dad, you know, in Zimbabwe, they would have eaten whole grain food. They would have eaten like a lot of food that was cooked, prepared, um, freshly grown. But then you come to England, every, a lot of it is processed foods, quick sugar highs. Like, so I, I think there is a lot of, yeah, I think it's got to do with sort of where we've ended up landing in different spots because the people in Africa, they, they don't have an obese problem. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's the lifestyle as well. That's built around that. You're in the sun, you maybe walk a lot more, you do a lot of things outside. Um, so I think we definitely got to try and maybe recapture some of what our ancestors were doing and what Africans are doing back in Africa. Um, and somehow bring them over here. But I like even you saying like do a meetup in the gym. We all love meetups. We all love barbecues. We all love chilling with everybody. So why can't we try and grab that same energy for going for a walk all together? Like let's do a big country walk or something. Let's go to a gym together. Like whenever me and my cousin go for a lot of uh, country walks, um, like we've got national trusts here. I remember the first time I took him, I was like, you're not going to see any black people here. Like, I was like, just watch, just watch. And he was like, I never saw any black person. Only time you see a black person when they're married to a white woman. And I was like, it's so sad that there's not more black people coming and doing these things because this is such one good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. It's gorgeous to just have a look at and have a stroll. And it's like, these are things that we could be doing that could sort of help with, you know, staying fit and being healthier physically and mentally. There's also a, a lack of education about like, you know, that working out is healthy for you and right? eating healthy foods <laughs> is healthy for you. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. A girl came in the gym the other day. She got her membership. She was looking for a trainer to help her. And she was like, if I work out, I can eat whatever I want. Right. And I was like, not if you want results. Like, I was like, you're probably going to have to change your eating. And the, she couldn't fathom that that thought. Like she just could not get it. She she was in disbelief. And um, so lack lack of education is is real. And um, I don't I don't know what needs to be done, but we need like healthier restaurants and and black neighborhoods. Like there isn't one like salad spot in my neighborhood. I mean, there's, I can I can get you know healthier choices, but. Um, it's, there's, there, there isn't a lot of choice. So a lot of people, they grow up just seeing Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Popeye's, they, they grow up seeing that. And what's crazy is, um, I had, I had a girl, uh, yesterday actually. And she was basically saying like the food in America isn't healthy, which there's some truth to that. You know, a lot of the, the fruits and the, the, the poultry, all that, a lot of that stuff isn't healthy. But I said, listen, that's not an excuse for you to go out and just eat whatever, whatever you want. That don't mean mm. you just go get some bullshit food, you know, like even eating the, the quote unquote bad food in America, the healthier foods, you're, you're, you can still lose weight. There's enough people in this country losing weight and making stuff happen, yeah. you know? So um, that happened. Then I had another girl, she had ordered some meal preps, had some hair on her food. So she threw all the meal preps out and went to Popeye's. <laughs> I was like, you got to be like, I, what is going on? Like, uh, and I, I'm like, yo, not, not only is Popeye's bad for you, they probably back there sweating. They could be touching the money, touching yeah, the food, dropping the food. Probably worse. I'm like, <laughs> like, that was stupid. And it's, bro, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy how this just the, the mindset towards health and fitness is, is literally non-existent, like I said a couple minutes ago. Yeah, there's, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I hear you when you say in terms of society is built in, like, there's not sort of healthy options. I remember, I think I was in McDonald's. I, I recently went to Hawaii and you could upgrade a salad for like three, four pounds. And I was like, why is the upgrade for a salad more money? Like, 
it's it's sort of like that's that's backwards. It should be that yeah. you, you make I don't know. There should be a tax on chips and more. You get a salad, maybe you get twenty five percent off your food. Maybe that's a way in which we can sort of just get those yeah. healthier options in. But that you know it doesn't make money, does it? It's not. It's not what. But it's it's the initiatives that we need to change the thinking. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's crazy. Upgrade for uh pay more money for an upgrade on a salad. That's yeah. that's wild. <laughs> um, so I wanted to sort of just ask you this final question, and I've loved the whole conversation that we've had. Um, and say if there's a young black boy listening to this conversation, and I also want to tailor it for health. Um, how can you help them with an understanding of staying fit and sort of healthy eating? Um, I got, you know, a couple reasons. Um, one, there's, there's room for black men in this space. So, uh, don't ever think there's like a, a, a set an oversaturation of the market. Like, no, like if you're passionate about it, put your content out there, put your message out there because we need it more in the black community. And if you're young, we especially need it because obesity rate is only going up. We're only getting unhealthier. So we need more voices. Um, another thing for a young black boy, you don't have to be a rapper or an athlete to be successful. You can be successful in this lane. Um, you know, I'm still climbing the ladder myself, but you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been able to train celebrities. I've been able to meet celebrities. I've been able to expand my network. I lived in LA for two years. I don't know if I mentioned that, but, um, you know, I've been able to do all types of stuff and with, with, you know, in, in this fitness space. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm still climbing the ladder, but um, yeah, man, just 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 don't be afraid. Don't let anybody discourage you, especially you know coming from our community. You're going to be discouraged by whether it's family or friends, um, and, and don't listen to that. You can listen to my podcast because I talk about the personal training business as well and growing in it, along with all the issues in the world. But um, you got a lot of black content creators out there that are uh, helping. Uh, push positive messages out. So, you know, focus on them. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff around you is, is not what you need to hear. Uh, it's wrong. And if, if, you, if God gave you a vision, not to get religious, I don't know, you know, where you are with religion, but if God gives you a vision, that's because it can happen. Um, I truly believe that. And I've, you know, I've, I've had visions and made it happen and I have bigger visions and I'm going to make them happen too. So, um, man, hop into space and don't be scared too. Brilliant. No, thank you. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, and is there anything you'd like to plug before you leave? We've already talked about your podcast, uh, Less Brunches, More Crunches. I'm going to put that into the show notes. So no one's got no excuses not to find it. Um, and I also want to go and have a few listen. Any any episode you recommend having a listen to, actually? Man, I got so many episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, man, I, I think... Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, it's hard, but I just did one on. Uh, yeah, I look at what it's called real quick. Sorry, man. No, it's good. You I actually, put you. I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. I haven't thought of this question before. I just posted one last night. It's a good mix. So, um, the stairmaster is only for women, and can your trainer pull up to your house? So that's a good one with me talking about. Um, basically, I, I talk about both genders. I talk about men and women. I talked about a trainer coming to the house and seeing your fridge a trainer, like randomly pulled up to the client's house. And then there was one where a girl tried to fist bump a guy in the gym after she declined him on a date. And I was like, you know, guys, like, don't be salty. And women, y'all got to realize that if a dude, if you curve a dude, he doesn't have to be your friend. Like he doesn't want to, he's not asking you out to be your friend. So yeah, it's I wouldn't a good- want to save him after that though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think I'd maybe just do it just out of like, oh, here you go. But like, I won't be happy about it. I'd be like, like, I mean, even do? like, just you rejected me. Listen, we did it. There's there's no reason for you to be coming up to me like, yo, let's say, nah, sorry, sorry. Maybe, maybe 13, 14 year old me would have done it in a simple way. But now I'm just like, nah, I can't be dealing with that, bro. But, but yeah, I'm, it's C Marty Fit on YouTube, C M A R T Y Fit. If you type it in YouTube, you're going to see a whole bunch of episodes pop up. 
Uh, same thing, C Marty Fit on Instagram and C Marty Fit on TikTok. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I'll give him a follow as well. So now, thank you, Chris, for coming on to the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you um, and I hope you enjoy your day. I appreciate you having me, man. I hope you have a great day too. Bless. So that is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, Chris was very vulnerable with me about, you know, what it was like not being able to go and play overseas or play in the NBA. And I think it's really good in terms of how he redefined himself and picked himself up and identified himself with something new. And I look forward to seeing where Chris is going to go. And I just think it's inspiring. And for anyone out there that is struggling with their weight or that doesn't know what fitness looks like or how to be fit it's it's okay man like we talked about it in this episode it's it's bloody hard man nothing good in life comes easy though so it's the mentality that we got to have with that if there's things we're struggling with we got to deal with them i i definitely got to deal with my weight um like I said, it's something in the episode that there's times I look at my body and I hate myself. Like, and I'll just be honest and open with you guys about that because there's there's no point in not being open and honest on the podcast where we talk about being open and honest and vulnerable. So I might as well do it, right? Might as well do it. <laughs> but I think it's really important. The things that were said in this episode, the things that we discussed, um, I know that you're not alone in anything that you're going through. And if you've lost your sense of identity and who you are, try and remember the things that make you, you, you know, as Chris was saying, he's a hard worker. He's, you know, he's athletic. He's, he's, he works hard. He trains hard. He, he's intelligent. There's, even if you've lost your sense of identity, there are things about you, which you haven't lost. So I want you to think about that and be able to regain who you are, redefine who you are. You know, you're not going to be the same person you are for the rest of your life. I think that's what the trick is, is that you're redefining yourself all the time. And I think that's what makes successful people successful and people that are not successful, not successful because they're willing to change. They're willing to adapt. And so that is the end of the episode thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i really enjoyed talking to chris like i said all his podcast and um his youtube and all of that is going to be in the show notes and if you want to join the black and raw community then you can go into the show notes as well and find the links there so bless up guys i hope you have a good day and thank you very much for listening